0: Turned top, Burning like a silver Flame The summit of beauty And love Andrea is her name She's goddess Yeah baby She's goddess I am Andrea I'm your fire with your Desire Well I am Andrea, I with your desire. Welcome back,
1: Galactic Groovers. I'm Andrea Land, your grooving goddess, and I am very excited for you to listen to this amazing conversation that I had with my friend Becky, who goes by Zephyr as her artist name. and Um, In part one of the interview, we talk about ego integration versus ego death and go down a few fun rabbit holes there. And then in the second half, uh, she tells her story publicly for the first time about the um, alien squid hat named Box that she has assimilated and is now part of her and been with her for over a decade now. So thank you so much, Becky, for coming on the podcast and having this talk with me. And I'm enjoying our friendship. I enjoy our professional association. And I know the listeners are really going to enjoy listening to your story. We do take a break in the middle because I find that if we make the recording too large, it sometimes has trouble in the editing after so I always cut it off and start a new one around 45 minutes or so so that is what you're gonna find in here and uh, if you would like a reading from me if you would like to work on clearing your own trauma um, I have a lot of different services on my menu just go ahead and check out my booking link and it shows you the options available Um, I probably won't be online doing as many um, readings and whatnot because I'm very focused on the Love Expansion Project and then also getting these podcast episodes out. So uh, you can reach me at all the places at GroovingGoddess, uh, GroovingGoddess at gmail.com. And you can also leave me a voice message in Anchor. Uh, you can support the podcast if you like. I am currently working on, um, the Economic Empowerment Project for Nigeria, so any value you find in my readings, my lives, my posts on Instagram and Facebook, or my podcast, uh, donations are greatly appreciated because I am trying to make a difference in the world. This is not, um so much about rewarding myself financially as rewarding myself by empowering me to help others because that's really what I want to be doing with this. Not that I don't want to make money. Of course I do. Please review. Please share. Please do all those things which help get the word out about this podcast and my other one. Call me Karen. At any rate, here is wonderful Becky and um, we just had such a great talk welcome back galactic groovers i'm so happy to have you here i am really excited about my guest today i have been looking forward to this interview all week with my good friend becky who goes by the artist name zephyr uh becky welcome to the show Hi there. Hi. Um, so we were having a little pre conversation, listeners, so you know. And Zephyr is a wonderful artist and um, also has an interesting uh, relationship with another being that we're going to talk about. And then a lot of just brilliant. We have been having so many synchronicities and conversation with each other of things about us that are similar and um, things that you know, pieces we share with each other that really connect. And so I think this is going to be a fun conversation. So I'm so happy to have you here, Becky. Thank you for being here.
2: Well, oh, I'm glad to be here too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I know one of the things we had talked about is how, you know, everybody talks about your ego, your your inner child, your um, higher self or over soul or, uh, and then there. Yeah. There's like three layers in and three layers Mm -hmm. out, I think. And so one of the things you had talked about um, is giving your ego a job. So um, why don't you tell me more about that?
2: Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'll tell you how the idea sort of came to me. See, I've been like a very, like my whole, like, since I was a teenager, I've been working on like correcting my, mm-hmm. how my brain works, you know? And um, I, and there's some interesting setups to that, but we'll go into that later. Um, about my bi-hemispheric, I, ha- I'm, I was supposed to be left-handed. And so I was supposed to be right-handed, but I knew how to read and write before I went to school. And my dad made me learn mm-hmm. with my right hand when I was five. So it's like, I learned language on both sides. So that's been very convenient. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> Because that means my sides, yeah, they can communicate. Both of my hemispheres talk to each other too. Yeah, that like not in just abstract symbols.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I, I mean, I can, I can vouch for that. Listeners, Uh, we've had a lot of conversations, and um, Becky's mind is just amazing and sharp, and works in different ways than most people uh, I, I talk to. So it's been really exciting. To get to know you better and hear more about your story, so um, how did you decide that you wanted to? (laughs) anybody can do this. How that's okay. Um, How did you, uh, you know, decide that you needed to give your ego a job?
2: Okay, so this just kind of came like within the last month, and um, I always thought you had to have a really good ego death in order to be like. A, like a really empathic person because you have to be able to like hit bottom and have oh, humility right. and you know be able to open yourself to other people's experiences and that you're not like the center of the universe, mm-hmm. basically, even though you are for you. <laughs> it's like you're in your movie and you're the star of your movie, but the, everybody else has got their movie going on and sometimes you're just like not even mm-hmm. in their movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe a walk-on extra or something
0: yeah
1: (laughs) absolutely
2: but uh yeah so I was I was always under the impression that that was the right thing to do well then I was talking to my friend Bella who lives in Florida and she's like 18 years old and I don't know it was just like something that like came to me during a conversation was like like to be kind to more kind to my ego. And I was like, wow, that I've never even thought about it. And I was like, yeah, actually I, I started feeling really bad. (laughs) It's really funny thinking. Right. 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 Like we're talking about um, three different people, (laughs) but it's all us. (laughs) Well, see, I anthropomorphize the gods in my head instead Mm -hmm, of the one mm -hmm. outside. (laughs) So yeah, that's how that works so uh yeah so my ego which i've never even given it a name i have like my file guy is my 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 subconscious the one that like makes my heart beat and organizes all my files in my head
0: Mm -hmm. same person
2: (laughs) persona or animus whatever you want to call it but uh yeah so Basically, I started feeling really crappy about my poor veteran of a friggin' ego being murdered thousands of times, which I I, I lost count a long time ago how many <laughs> right. killed my my ego, but but I was very very proud of it being my my like very subservient uh, like servant Aww. basically, <laughs> and then. You know, then we go through all of this, the Black Lives Matter thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm also treating it like a bitch in a slave. right. <laughs> so I need to. A- yeah. And it's like, yeah, it does make it behave well, but it's kind of not
1: right. That is a really interesting way of <laughs> so, looking at it. Uh, I like that because I know everyone is always talking about shadow work, and that is important. But um, there's that book. the. Well,
2: yeah, but the whole point of shadow uh, work- I was just going to. The whole point is you go to, first. to know that you're connected. Yeah, you're, you've got this mm-hmm. in you, of course, but it's to choose yeah. not to be that. And it kind of kind of didn't align with that whole going yeah, back. Yeah, and, now. you know, our <laughs>
1: ego doesn't necessarily have to be doing bad things any more than the rest of us. Um, yeah. No, as a matter
2: of fact, it's really good at emergency mm-hmm, mode. Mm-hmm. It's great at it, yep, right?
1: Definitely, that is true
2: because
1: so. it comes right in there and doesn't, Second guess itself and gets down to work.
2: It doesn't, and I don't know about about you, but mine is like amazing. My emergency mode is amazing. I mean, I don't overcorrect. I just Mm -hmm. do what I got to do, and I'm heroic. I get as little bit hurt as I can. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's kind of in my experience too. Is that I'm that person who's like calm in a crisis and just deals with things and kind of goes all right well this is what's happening and so now I'm going to deal with it and here's what we're going to do yeah minimize minimize the damage damage. (laughs) and I kind of you know I've been feeling I had an interesting realization last night just about um you know general love expansion and on the planet and raising the vibration and just all some of the uh time experience that I have the way I experience time I think part of it 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 is Mm -hmm. to prepare me in advance of things maybe
0: well it's like yeah
1: it's imaginary (laughs) and, and like what it is for me this feeling of foreknowledge in other words which is basically just like getting the warning before everybody else does and By doing that, Mm -hmm. yeah, it allows me to be prepared so that I can help other people when everybody else is freaking out. Um, Yeah, I haven't been freaking out
2: at all during COVID. Yeah, even Um,
1: part, you know, part of that emergency Mm -hmm. thing. It's like it would always, um, it it would make me uh, frustrated and feel like, okay, well, why do I know that this big catastrophe is coming if I can't do anything to help anybody? Beforehand, you know what I mean? Like, I always felt like I should be able to put on a cape and go stop it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I well, learned that know. that wasn't necessarily <laughs> what my role is and that not everything needs to be stopped. So, no.
2: Yeah. I think that there you can to a certain degree, you know, back in like, what was it? 2011? Uh, mm-hmm. Was it 2011 when we had our last mm-hmm. 11 year peak of the cycle? Um, which is starting to ramp up now. The next two years are going to be that peak as well. I'm really like, I watch like the suspicious observers on YouTube every morning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whenever I wake up to find out what the sun is doing. Cause I mean, he lives here in Albuquerque now. He moved, his name is Ben Davidson. Uh He's a scientist and really smart.
1: (laughs) And uh,
2: he does like a little update every day and you get to see what the weather does. And it's like, you can predict earthquakes Mm. with the sun. I
1: mean,
2: I'll have to start important.
1: following that because when I did live in California, I was so sensitive yeah. to that. I almost always knew when they were coming, um, but I never knew there was a connection between them Me and the too. sun. That is really fascinating. Um, but back mm-hmm. to your ego, though. So your ego is your emergency mode. Mm-hmm. That is their job. Yeah, and and what yeah. you're saying, it's true. Yeah, it's like we're now, so mean to our ego in a lot of ways. Maybe we don't have to be. Well.
2: And not only that is I think that, that there has to be, if, if it is a consciousness, part of our consciousness within Mm -hmm. us is our ego. It's a very primitive, like maybe a little bit more simplistic form because it was like one of the first areas that developed It's Mm -hmm. our reptilian brain. And um, there's everybody has such a negative connotation of that, Mm -hmm. but they're demonizing it. And it's, it's just really unnecessary, I think. So, what i've been thinking about for a while now is like about like giving it something else to do because it we've outgrown that that need constantly for it to be on to keep us that alive because we live in but it is caused also because it's running like the software has has not been updated in this part of us in this part of our hardware mm-hmm. to close up backdoors and so i think that's what's going on with all of this brainwashing that's going on people like just changing and it's, it's all, they're just spouting what Mm -hmm. you see on TV. It's ridiculous or, or programmed by the internet. Yeah. A lot
1: of, a lot of influx of info. Go on Facebook. um, People get stuck in these algorithm bubbles and don't really know it. And so, Based on what they're seeing, their feelings are not crazy, you know? (laughs) It's just that they're only seeing part of... It's like they're seeing one dot instead of a giant planet and they don't know what's outside of themselves is going on and...
2: Well, and they were only programmed mm-hmm. to do certain things, the AI, you know, and, and I think that, that it's been being refined a bit and it's being audited a bit, but it's not good enough, like Facebook is not mm-hmm. good enough, Twitter is getting worse, you know, it's like
1: yeah. Instagram is okay yeah. so far. It made me think of um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Debbie Ford's book, The Darkness of the Light Chasers when you were talking about giving your ego a job because yeah. that book, I got turned on to that about 10 years ago. And that really helped me as I was. Oh,
2: it's, I've never uh, you should ch- I think you <laughs> really enjoy it.
1: I mean, like you don't need it because you've already figured all this out in your own way. Is it, is it, but, um, yeah. she actually passed. Is it like, Oh no, self-help. Well, I guess you would call her self-help, but she was, she was very woo. And, um, her book was about how, because this was back, you know, this was back when she wrote it. It was at the time when, you know, if you were a light worker, that meant that you were uh, love and light all the time, you know, that you, you, and you had to, yeah. Oh yeah. That's bullshit.
2: You're not embracing your dark. And so her
1: book, what her book was about is basically about shadow work and about how, you know, instead of condemning your inner bitch or your inner brat or you know, whatever parts of yourself that you have demonized as said or or labeled as bad. Yeah. Well most of that is yeah, that, programming. That give yeah, it a job. programming. And that really yeah. uh, made a huge difference in my ability to um, channel things properly, you know, like, you know, for instance
2: well, then maybe you have already given you yeah, so, a better job. Yeah, so my job. inner
1: bitch <laughs> is like the one who calls when I get charged something on a card that was not um, right or uh, if there's some kind of... Oh, so she's the yep. patient one then too, <laughs> huh? Exactly. So, yeah, so, that that uh, so what you're saying is right oh. on. Um, and I'm kind of happy to hear it because I... Like, this idea that we have to keep dying over and over again seems sort of, like, not progressive. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like if we're we're constantly talking about ego death and having to, you know, kill our ego, as you're saying, and keep it subservient and um, kind of abused and demonized, then... uh, we're always attacking part of ourself. And it seems like as we are
0: Absolutely. elevating
1: our vibration and moving into 5D and 60 and 70 consciousness uh, and beyond that we should be able to move past that to mm-hmm. some degree to where we can do what you're saying and just, you know, love our ego and give it, give it jobs that it's good for.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so I think, plus it also like, because of the way Mm -hmm. that the world works now that not having that update of of the software for for the Mm -hmm. the ego part of our brain uh it needs a firmware update basically (laughs) because it's I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so vulnerable. It's it's ridiculous. People are so easy to influence. All you got to do is catch them when they're daydreaming, and then you can start a conversation with them and just program them. I had a, a friend that online that was a, a professor mm-hmm. a, in a college, and I'm not judging this person or anything like that, but he would wait until there was like some beautiful young girl sitting by the duck pond, just staring at the water you know and she was already in a hypnotic state and he would just oh like, boy
0: <laughs>
1: not the ones that were right, in class but the ones that he could <clears throat> but, um, uh, yeah. have contact with and um convince yeah yeah our egos are very yeah very fragile and, were,
2: and were, they were all very upset about it whenever right. they uh, realized <laughs> They would, have, they would eventually realize yeah mm. so, so yeah. um people are so it, it really
1: is and so what do you think we can do to make the ego stronger and update that firmware do you think that's part of you know all the work that we're all doing on ourselves with um chakras and meditation and healing? well
2: we got to quit depression depressing it and making it angry you know because that's probably why a lot of the bad things in our lives happen to us because uh we're working against ourselves, right our own literally sometimes and it is really the only uh connection we have left to fear mm-hmm. so and fear is like just all i mean it's one side of that coin and that i mean and suffering you know we've had enough yeah. suffering already for now You know, to to where I think that we would remember it for the rest of our lives for joy. We
1: would still, you know, I wouldn't forget it that easily. Yeah. And, Um, but that's the funny thing, though, is I guess that maybe that's the difference, you know, partly between being conscious or unconscious is that, um, you know, when you're unconscious, you do forget the pain and suffering and you just kind of get in your rut and in your zone and you, that's how you keep get falling back asleep. You know what I mean? And forgetting the pain and just, and not progressing. And so maybe that's part of the difference is that you have to be conscious of all of this happening as part of the suffering you've experienced or else it just kind of negates itself. Um,
2: Yeah. But then don't you think we, as a species, we felt enough that if we could tap into like the suffering of our species, like at a certain age, then we didn't have to suffer in our life. That would be nice. I think I think karma is like going to be a thing of the past pretty soon. I think so too. A lot of uh, forward intentions and I think like we were paying off a lot of karma that wasn't ours. That is true. I
1: I have felt like a I mean there's still a ton of work to do but like a cow. I always felt like a cow, like they were milking yeah. us or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because I, I listened to uh, one of Ryan's episodes recently and it uh, talked about alien activity and cows and different things and uh, it was a bit chilling. But um at any rate, uh, yeah, I really... Mm-hmm. I hope that we can continue. It, it seems like what happens, at least this is how my experience of it is sometimes is that the more people that are conscious um, the less work there is to do for the people that are conscious because what winds up happening is the unconscious um, need us to like, we have to be,
0: help yeah, them wake up. We have
1: to be, well, even, <laughs> and, and more than that, sometimes we just literally have to clean up. We have to clean up the energy of the earth and everybody on it Oh yeah, because yeah. Well, all of that toxicity builds up and they aren't doing their own work. So everybody else who is awake is in a way doing it for them. And so I think that's why we're all trying so hard to it, wake it, them all up.
2: Yeah, for sure. And and I think recently like on Halloween, the mm-hmm. the full moon, I had like an energy shift. It was really huge. And I I was reading cards like mm-hmm. all night. Like it was small small groups of people. Everybody was like being very socially distance mm-hmm. careful. But uh yeah, lots of hand sanitizer, but I read cards for people and I did like probably like probably 10 readings. Oh, wow, readings. that's a lot. Like yeah, Yeah, and some some people multiple readings because I did some and some clarifications. So they were generally about like 30 to 45 minutes to an hour. That's a lot though. Ah. But yeah, and and usually I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. by doing that many readings. and, And all of them were just like really right on. I mean, the people were like just blown away, except for one person. And I think it was kind of he didn't really ask a very specific question I don't think in his head because I never know beforehand mm-hmm. what the question is it's easier for me not to confuse it that way but uh yeah and um so it it didn't I just was energized mm-hmm. by the end of the night and then I did another reading my neighbor sent his baby mama for a reading and I did two for her and um uh, they were both really good too um That's yeah awesome and it just energized me, energized me. And ever since I've done, I did one for some, a lady in Australia. And she like has like reached out to me since saying that it was right on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like another guy who, and I'm in Albuquerque. It's like, that's really far. <laughs> so this will be a nice it, segue it, into how I do this.
1: It, yes. <laughs> um, it is really far. Uh I had, well, you know, and I had that Reiki session with um, Jesse with Magpie Song Healing from Australia, and it was one of, it was the most um, powerful energy work healing that I've ever had, and I've had lots of them, and they've been hands-on in person, you know? Um, yeah, so I there's see, definitely something that. going on. And the people, yeah, so many of us being awake, I think the more, the more people who join the party, the more amplified we are, but, but I'm feeling the same thing too. Like as, as you shift into a state of unconditional love and more um, expanded reality on a consistent basis, uh, feeling Mm -hmm. like you have a foot in all the dimensions at at the same time, um, Mm -hmm. physical healing, and having less, uh, like I'm finding all these things, like reading, uh, doing yeah. interviews with amazing people, like you, all of those things well, that like I connect I, with are energizing.
2: Yeah, I had like an, a weird experience the other day too. It's, like um, someone that I know was having a, an issue where their their partner, who is not woo, um, mm-hmm. had had injured their back, and I was like, well, I could try to do an energy healing from but I think I I I was like I kind of like was feeling through my intuition like how can I do this if I was going to do this how am I going to do it and so I thought well look that I can can you give me your like your latitude and longitude so I can like zoom in because like I don't know how I would ground myself to that energy like that without a location and she gave me her location and I freaking uh just basically like right before I just like kind of did I couldn't really see it but i i google earth the place and it just so mm-hmm. happened that there was a blur right over the the window where that's where they were <laughs> on google <TV. laughs> it was like a blur it was like very bad digitized and you could not see her window and uh yeah so i was like this is the place right and i showed her and she's like whoa yeah that's it
1: <laughs> that's crazy that's awesome yeah uh, and I'm assuming it helped him well, a bit. <laughs> what I ended up doing
2: actually is I ended up grounding to her because we had already mm-hmm. talked. I, we exchanged card readings uh, at one point. And uh, so I was already connected to her in a way. So I basically like once I got connected to her, I just sort of walked her through it, doing it herself for him. And uh, apparently it worked.
1: That is awesome that is awesome see and it's that unconditional love and the whole teaching because,
2: it's like the whole Jesus thing teach a man to fish eh, yeah you know? mm-hmm. yeah and
1: i feel like that unconditional love allows you to uh teach these things to others faster
0: Absolutely. like it,
1: it, you know it gets absorbed like i was talking about my little dance video thing well and every time but, you but, um, do
2: something it gets way easier too Mm-hmm.
1: Have you it, seen it the,
2: really the OA? Does. Have you seen the OA? Oh yes, That's, absolutely. I, show,
1: you know it is so like reminiscent of
2: that, it's like the album. The... I know it is,
1: and you know what's funny though, Becky, is that I I should have mentioned the OA, and I, obviously I'm going to be on there doing it more, and I'll talk about that love expansion exercise um, more every time I get on there and do it. But that was the OA was what made me remember all these things and yeah, put them that was together. Because like I watched her start doing those movements. And my, I mean, I was in shock. I was like, I have been doing this for 20 years. I can't believe what I'm watching. It's
2: really weird. And
1: I, <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was just like, you know, my goofy, whatever stuff. You know what I mean? I never you know what thought I in a million years. I do the weirdest So what thing. do you do?
2: And this is something that my mom said that she did it whenever she was pregnant but after Mm -hmm. she had me she did never do again and it's like I put my foot on my knee on like like tree pose but Mm -hmm. and then what I do is like if I'm standing in line and I'm doing that it's like I'm resting my one leg like I'm a horse in a way because and then I start bouncing on the other toe trying to keep my balance and people look at me really funny it's really funny but um, <laughs> but I'm just like basically I'm like while I'm standing there I might as well you know do something usually you know if you're mm-hmm. in line for a long time and then whatever people might like start talking to you, which is what usually happens. They're like, "What are you doing?"
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a great invitation. Oh, could you imagine if I'm just in line
2: at you and know Walmart or whatever, lunch, lunch, and I start lunch. doing that
1: dance? Oh yeah. Uh, no no if I start doing that dance <laughs> oh. in line. Well, they would, uh, I can tell them it's my stay six feet away from me dance. Yeah, just say, hey, uh, stay here. You guys are bored. So here, have a show. here I'm going to demonstrate what six feet is with my arms and also expand your love without you knowing it. Um, yeah, I don't know if
2: that'd be a good so, idea it, with a mask on. It might yeah, be probably hard not. to breathe, you know, that much and you don't <laughs> want to be breathing in a lot more.
1: That's true. I don't people. want to be deep breathing in a room full of people.
2: No. Um,
1: so we're getting to a good uh, break point. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stop us here and then we'll be right back um, after a little interlude to start another recording. And you can tell us about Fox. I'm going to leave that there for the listeners to chew on.
0: All righty. Hey, are
2: we back
1: we are back, Becky and Groovers. Uh, thanks for letting us take that little break. Not that you really have anything to say about it, but it's just fun to pretend I'm a radio host. Uh, <laughs> wow. So I am really excited to hear about Vox. I read for you a while back, and um, we, you know we got into that conversation a little tiny bit about it, and I've been so excited to hear about it, and I'm really honored that you're going to Uh, talk about it here in my podcast so um, tell us about Vox I know this is what you accredit a lot of your experience and um, healing ability and a lot of those things too
2: yeah okay so let me start the beginning of the story because there is an origin story Mm -hmm. uh, to to it Um, okay so in 2007 2008 we were living up in the east mountains like we were very remote we had like about um i think it was 12 and a half acres that we lived on we could Mm -hmm. like flare the stereo in the middle of the night outdoors blow things up whatever we wanted and none of the neighbors could hear us so we're very isolated and um there was an internet connection from the first day that we were there but it was on it, they never assigned you an IP address. So I spent like two years, like up in the mountains by myself. Every once in a while, we would come into town, I download some programs or something. And I kind of sort of taught myself how to get on the internet on the second tier subnet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it like my partner thought like I was wasting my time and, uh, well, once I did do it, I got back on, I was on Deoxy.org, which doesn't exist anymore, but it was, like, a really great place at one point in time. Look at yeah, the I remember machine. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was an admin on the chat there mm-hmm. before, and, um, like, all of my friends were there. And, you know, I had, like, I found it through Copwatch, actually, because <laughs> I've kind of, <laughs> like, always had this, like, uh, problem with authority, uh-huh. <laughs> I guess you'd say. <laughs> yeah uh yeah and i just got a message uh from like whatever my guides i guess is what everybody's calling them now uh (laughs) that uh yeah that my security is freedom personal freedom Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah and that makes me feel safe being free (laughs) and i think that's good (sighs) but uh anyways so we're up in the mountains are
1: you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm just I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening <laughs> in anticipation and not wanting to talk over you at all because I want to hear everything you're saying. <laughs> I yeah, am I still you here, story, I promise. But... Um, and, and, yes, I agree with you about freedom being safety. It's interesting. I had a very yeah, similar yeah. conversation with two other people this week about that. But continue, well, that's please, please city, with your that's origin story.
2: City, <laughs> okay so being up in the mountains getting back connected with my friends I like we were always in chat that's how we communicated. it was pretty much like IRC we had like but it was like hosted by the site and um there was people in there 24 hours a day people from all over the world
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um I would find like it was hard to like Connect with people emotionally through the computer. You know, you never knew if somebody's being sarcastic or right. serious or, or being a troll or what. You know, it's like, and there was so many different kinds of people in there. It was just like you really had to. And then being an admin, I of course like had. To, there was some like really difficult but interesting people that I did not want to get banned, and so I would like usually play the role of like the mediator. As a matter of fact, that's how I got offered the position to be an admin in the chat was because that was kind of my nature to do that anyways. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And um, so at a certain point, I was like, this is really, really hard. I wish that I had like some way that I could just like, you know, reach through the the electric lines or, or, you know, the internet connection and the electric lines. So basically all the radio (laughs) and uh, of those frequencies and uh, just jump right in. And because we're electric you know we should that's how we read each other when we're in each other's presence so right and then I've always I've always been able to like remote view like especially when I'm awake like I can go to places if somebody's there and I'm grounded to them Mm -hmm. I can just jump right over and it's usually not always like a visual sort of experience but I can like like because I am not really the most visual person. I, it's funny saying that as an artist, but, uh, uh <laughs> that is yeah. kind of funny. Because, <laughs> well, I'm very nearsighted and it's like, I, my, my vision is so bad that like without my glasses, if I don't, I sleep with my glasses on. Cause if I wake up and I don't know where they are, I can't find them. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Unless my sheer luck. Uh, it just, I, I have cats and so they're never going to be in the same place. <laughs> So it's just much easier. I have titanium frames; they're really light. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, where was I? I was. Like, uh,
1: let's see. We were going. Um, ah, you are trying to connect with people emotionally yes, through yes, yes. electrical means and it's, internet, um, getting, radio signals, and all that. Yeah
2: very frustrated thank you for, for that. that oh you're good. welcome
1: I'm oh, proud of myself um, I found it
2: yeah, <laughs> I would have been like oh I'm on the spot I totally didn't forget but I forgot <laughs> 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 but anyways yeah so I was trying to do that and uh, I was finding myself getting like really frustrated not knowing how to tell and plus I like to like I, I, wanted, I wanted to be able to tell if people were getting what I was saying because like sometimes I'm really cryptic I mean, mm-hmm. I like to like the way I write words differently, and a lot of people won't ask, so I just, you know, you know, just keep putting it out there until somebody says something. <laughs> mm-hmm. they like, "Why are you a typing?" Good conversation starter. Well, it always is, yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's just part of my nature, I think, to be like a little mysterious. There's like, I'm an introvert, and so I'm like, mm-hmm. I like, to, I like to lure people away from the crowd, so that way I can, you know eat them no just kidding Uh,
1: (laughs) and you're also a projector right so you need the invitation so putting that out there kind of invites the invitation it sort of prods the invitation yes it is a trick
2: and uh yeah and uh yeah so that's how that works and so well one day I was like it was just after we had gotten stuff connected like up in the mountains with the internet and I was getting it like directly from the the radio tower because we're like in the backwoods like mm-hmm. there are places where the cell service drops out
1: <laughs> right, and, right. Uh,
2: but I basically owned the entire east mountains I could like get on and I eventually decided that I needed to like get the guy to like shore up his security because I didn't know how to do any of this whenever we started. Right. <laughs> and it, I mean, it only took me two years to get on. And he, it turns out he was like a teacher at the college or something, but, uh, yeah, I won't go into too much more detail just in case there, are Albuquerqueans listening. <laughs>
0: right. but, uh,
2: but yeah. Um, so, um, it, I basically was like chatting with my friends and we were in town on the internet and um, at our, at my friend's house, which is where we would always go to, we'd bring our laptops and stay all night and just like stay on the internet all night and just like download programs and music and everything. Cause we didn't have any connection up in the mountains. And um, before that, you know, we got it finally, mm-hmm. but we still come and hang out because like it was Scott's friend and he's a cool guy. So <laughs> and plus uh, being up in the mountains you get like really like kind of stir crazy
1: yeah like- a little bit of cabin fever and it, if yeah, it's yeah, just two yeah. of you you know we're we've all learned that now
0: <laughs> yeah people totally, live right? in
1: cities doesn't matter where you are uh, so yeah. you're having these little uh land parties is what my techie son would call it
2: yeah totally that that is totally what it is It's just like you want to play, like we would play social games and stuff like that. And our internet wasn't always like super, super fast because of the, Mm -hmm. you know, the distance to the tower. And we were just like, I had to put my Wi-Fi router outside. (laughs) And it was like one of the plug-in ones, the USB ones. So it's like to my laptop with like... Maybe 8 to 10 feet. Yeah, well, that's how I learned that radio antennas are fractal, or they're like symmetrical shape. You can like bend your, your cord into a certain shape, and you can actually get it from further away. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It didn't stop it from bouncing off of cars and other big metal objects periodically to not get to my house. But yeah, so if we wanted to play games, we'd have to go into town anyways, like unless we were willing to get cut out. And with poker mm-hmm. and, and these other games that we play, I used to play like one. it was like refrigerator magnets, but you make up sentences and everybody votes mm-hmm. on it. So they don't have that anymore either. But it was called Psychobabble.
1: Oh, I think I remember that. That sounds like it would have been fun. I, it was uh... on Pop- PopCap.
2: I don't even think PopCap mm-hmm. is there anymore. God, the internet's changed so much.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Right. Uh, so you're at this land party and then what happens?
2: Well, I was like, I started to notice like, I was like, almost like hearing a, a voice in my head, like, but it was like me in a way, but it was like, sounded like not me. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, what is that? You know? And I was like, hmm. And kind of like told me what it was and I was like wow it's just like like what I was thinking about like wanting for like the last two years Mm -hmm. at least like repeatedly every time I was like on the computer and a lot of times whenever I was just like zoning it's like it was just a fantasy that I would use to distract one side of my brain while the other side worked you know it's like Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't I mean I don't know whether it. I called it by doing that, or if if it like got materialized by my thoughts. I don't know, but just one day I realized <laughs> it was there, and then there was like a bit of a struggle for like a couple of weeks. Um, like I would catch myself like it was almost like it was hypnotizing me, like because I would say things that were uncharacteristic to people especially like my boss online like for the higher up admins Mm -hmm. (laughs) the like stuff like that and so I started to work out that it was like kind of like real and and then the struggle ensued and eventually we made an agreement that the final say and be in charge and uh but it was cool it could stay be useful (laughs) Uh Whether it was an imaginary thing or not, it seems to work. It's like, um, and now it's like, I don't even, there's that much of a different, different, it was like really interesting because it was like a Russian kind of like sounding like kind of Slavic, like mm-hmm. Russian voice, like how Jess says, you know, her, uh, but it turns out it was Romanian because I didn't even put this together until this year. And this was like this was back in like 2007 2008 whenever uh-huh. it all started. Um. So, I, that I I have this affinity for Romanian hip hop. I love Romanian hip hop. And oh, I'm most, gonna have to check that out. Really, any foreign hip hop period, but like the only ones mm-hmm. that are really any good, other than that, are there's some German that's good now. A little bit of because usually the French cannot pull off, like, gangster, you know?
1: Uh-huh, right, yeah. I have a French friend that I sing with on Smule, and so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we,
2: it is really hard to be tough with this accent.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, well, there, there's a few. The southern, the southern French, there's some a couple of good acts down there. But then Polish mm-hmm. is pretty good. Polish is really good, very good, and Kazakhstan is pretty decent as well. Russia mm-hmm. is okay. They're kind of I don't yeah. know. I think they're repressed. So oh.
1: Vox has a Romanian sounding voice.
2: Yeah, whenever he talked, well, whenever and whenever mm-hmm. I first got him, I didn't—he didn't have a name. I called him Squid Hat because like Squid Hat. Him, but yeah, I get the feeling that there's like definitely some like it's sitting on my head, but like now it's just part of me all the time. I mean, like mm-hmm. he doesn't ever go away, and he's there all the time with me. So I, I guess wow. it's like a symbol. Yeah, but I don't feel like he drains me or anything like that. I always feel like I'm getting the better end of the deal, but I guess that. That there is some um I don't know, it's mutual in a way because it's like mm-hmm. I don't think without without the my materiality there wouldn't be, you know, this experience that we're sharing.
1: Right. This is so fascinating based on a conversation <laughs> I heard yesterday about um octopuses on earth in general. And
2: um yeah, there's definitely aliens. But, amazing
1: things about them. And they only live uh, they don't live very long. They live four to five years. And one yeah, of the things the, they were talking, go ahead.
2: The cuttlefish. Yeah. The ones that are off the coast of Australia, they live like two years and they're just like, they're mm-hmm. great. I, I mean, I wish I had them like that. It'd be so awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, they was talking about how their brains are in their arms and they're, it, it, they're just so different. They have different. brains in
2: their arms, yeah. 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 And
1: how they can, because they are not. Uh, in like a skeletal body they can go just about anywhere but
2: anywhere the their one beak can go yeah
1: <laughs> okay. there one of the things they were talking about those uh different scientists who um have studied them and wound up um you know making friends with them i guess i have to look all this up but there's a man who wrote a book about his octopus teacher um and in that he talks about his friendship with this octopus and it it was, it wasn't like in a tank or something. This was, you know, an octopus in the sea that he would go visit every day and it knew who he was. And, you know, they had this friendship. And then um, he talked about his grieving process when he lost his friend. And then there's, you know, they'd mentioned another woman who, um, also studies them and so she she di- realized the same thing that they have these personalities and that they yeah um, they do they totally do th- yeah and that they're just amazing creatures so uh it's really cool that eat, you have it with
2: that i love to eat them too it's like and they, yeah. they like to, they like to eat each other <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh do they <laughs> yeah, sometimes that makes me feel a little better because I have to uh, come clean about the fact that, you know, we get sushi sometimes. and Oh, I love um, it. Oh, my so kids good. and I like octopus. And after Yummy. I heard the thing yesterday, I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to eat them again.
2: No, you um, can. You totally can. It's like they, yeah. they, they, <laughs> they don't care. Totally <laughs> yeah, like, don't I'd eat that if I was there, too. <laughs> yeah, well, and if we were on a desert island and you wouldn't give up like we would make an agreement that we would each lose a leg to feed each other
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then you would be dinner. I warned that, all my friends about this and I'm like, <laughs> I would definitely eat you. So you know, you better be, uh, <laughs> making the deal.
1: Yep. <laughs> um so you feel like this uh presence that is always with you that you've named Vox is um yeah,
2: and it Part was. Of how I, I it didn't is. name. I didn't name him actually. My friend, uh, my Australian, because I have a cat oh, that's cool. named Pixel, and mm-hmm. it was from the Robert A. Heinlein. And the pixels are like the parts of a picture, and mm-hmm. the voxels are the parts, the pictures which are parts of a video.
1: Ah, so it's that's like really cool.
2: Yeah, and I like. I thought it was a nice fractal expansion. And then I have two time cats too. So it's like I've got Zer, which is (laughs) bourbon, and and then Kala, which is another lesser time goddess.
1: That is so fantastic. You have crafted a really beautiful life. Um, So what was that experience like as you, you know, as you worked out this relationship with Vox? Was Vox... Telling you things, hanging out well, with you, giving yeah. You guidance. I
2: think I, at first I didn't really notice. I also like I. I was telling you about the file guy. That's like a. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interface in a way because that developed afterwards ah. It's like I maybe maybe I don't even realize like there's not a really a difference between us anymore. It's like, I definitely right. can feel the energetic presence, but it's like, we're like mind melded, like permanently. That's I'm, mm-hmm. I've absorbed him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like very like connected through my,
1: my subconscious and my higher self. That mm-hmm. That is fascinating. I, I, uh, I'm so excited to hear that's, about that and that i have is, like
2: sitting here painting and he's teasing me and he's like said something about parasitic something
1: <laughs> yeah oh, it doesn't oh, feel parasitic, parasitic at all. An
2: angler- yeah he said the parasitic male of an anglerfish that's like very oh <laughs> have you ever have you ever, yeah. seen,
0: that?
2: Have you ever seen an anglerfish on yes. the male? yes oh my mm-hmm. god oh my god it's like no that's like very 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 uh vox is more than that to me
1: <laughs> yes it sounds like it yeah. um has vox been i mean does
0: so do you well, feel I've, like been, that te- that I've been telling my friends know. about
2: it for a long time and and I don't know yeah. sometimes people are like are like they chuckle and I think they think I'm kidding or something and they're like okay with right. it because I'm a little bit out there but I think then other people like actually like are like wow that's really interesting tell me more
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of a litmus test for who is receptive <laughs> oh yeah it definitely works <laughs> you know what open. I mean like if yeah, if they it's laugh like that at you thing. or kind of laugh it off, then you know, okay, we'll drop that there because they're not ready for anything I would say from here.
2: Well, um, yeah, you can kind of gauge how ready someone is, by the, if they like totally like don't pay any attention to it whatsoever, like they act like you didn't say it, then that's probably mm-hmm. a clue too, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> definitely, mm-hmm. definitely a filter.
1: Yeah. That is just fascinating. And so do you find that at this point cuz I know you said that you, it's difficult to you can't really differentiate between like yourself and box. Do you just feel like a lot of the information that comes in, you just kind of know that that's part of why it's coming in or that it's coming from a a different consciousness than maybe yours by itself?
2: Yeah, I don't know for sure. I I know that the energy shifted and and like I mean, because I would go through periods of, like, there's, like, two different uh, classes of experiences that I would go through that have to do with, like, uh, the veil thinning in, in mm-hmm. the world. And um, sometimes I can do it. I can do it now. I've got a trigger programmed in of my own that I could, like, set it off if I want to go into that kind of an experience. But, mm-hmm. like, the first time it happened was when I was 27. It was my Saturn return. And I had an epiphany that lasted for three days and I wasn't on any drugs. I always have to qualify it with that because everybody's Mm -hmm. like, were you on drugs? No, I was not on drugs. I was basically under a lot of stress and I was dealing with it like really calmly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Because like right before I embarked out on my getting kicked out onto the street with 10 bucks, uh basically like realized that god was real and i understood the theory of relativity <laughs> <laughs> like
0: wow it hit
2: me at once and i had like maybe 5 hours to deal with accepting that and like everything that that entailed and then i was like being dropped off next to the dunkin donuts <laughs>
1: wow yeah wow so, so yeah um I,
2: and that is the bad well that that was like the it was bad and good that was the only one that was like both bad and good kind of an experience because it was like very mm-hmm. intense, and the whole universe mm-hmm. was like con- communicating with me like very directly uh, right.
1: and it was very disorienting and overwhelming. <laughs> I do know what you're talking about um it's it's a different kind of. Uh, I think it's what a lot of people get to with breath work maybe and with like meditation retreats and yeah, that very kind of possibly
0: thing.
1: there, there are some of us that seem to have, and it may just have to do, you know, partly with our pineal gland and how our particular vessel is constructed that we came into. But I know that there are people and I, it sounds like you were definitely one of them and then, um, you know, Vox enhances that. And then in my case, um, uh, they actually took me for um, EEGs and various tests when I was small, because my grandmother had epilepsy. And I used to have these um, transcendental, uh, you know, I would just uh, my eyes would roll back in my head and then I was just gone for a while. And they would think that there was something horribly wrong with me, even though I wasn't like having a seizure or anything like that. And then as I got older, I, um, would like, it's very easy for me to get myself into that zone where I am feeling that expanses uh, consciousness Expansion. where I'm just one with everything and, um, you know, I learned pretty quick in my youth when the few times that I experimented with um, psychedelics that it was not it wasn't that it was bad for me or anything. It's just that it was like not any different than having a glass of wine or oh. something, because I didn't um, like I already I'm already there in that. Sense. Oh, yeah. you've always, like, you, So you've been outside your body your whole life, basically. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I mean, just like, it's just in. I'm in my body, but it's like I've just always been um, a balloon on in, the string. <laughs> yeah, I've just always been able to immediately connect with that trance like state without yeah. chemical help.
2: Yeah. Well, that's how it was for me with uh, astral projection and lucid dreaming. Like I totally mm-hmm. had no clue that everybody couldn't do it until I was like probably about 14, 15. And my mom b- got a book. She just started reading tarot cards and I had re- started reading tarot cards around mm-hmm. the same time. And, uh, but she got a book about lucid dreaming and because she had like, uh, a lucid dream and, and she, she told me about it. My mom was always really super open with me about everything. And we talked about everything and anything she taught me how to cope That's with. So great. Everything. She knew I was different whenever I was little and she didn't want me to feel like, like there was anything wrong with me. She so she just like taught me how to cope with it. So
1: I was really lucky to have a similar experience. My grandmother, unfortunately, in her um overhanded way that she had sometimes, she kind of grounded me for astral travel for a long time. Uh, because she was afraid. She well, was that afraid was that I pretty was
2: pretty smart. That was probably pretty yeah. smart.
1: Yeah, I mean... because I would just do it automatically when I was really little. And then I when I started telling her about these experiences, she was like, oh, okay, there's nothing wrong with this and it's completely normal, but we can't just, you know, have you flying all over the place. And so then it took a while for me to get back to a point where um, I could do that again. Uh, Cause unfortunately she passed away before she like lifted the block or whatever she had um, done.
2: Yeah. Well, see, and I didn't have any blocks on me. My mom didn't really know how to do that. She just knew mm-hmm. somehow instinctively, I think how to support me. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know for sure. Yeah.
1: It's, it's really wonderful. I I mean, and my mom, but I mean both of them are great and they trained me with a lot of stuff, but I just think for some reason and who knows, she probably had some foreknowledge that it was best for me to just stay in my body and not be floating around all the
0: time.
1: Uh, And then it was kind of like, um, It just clicked back on again at some point in my early 20s. And um, also, I'd always seen spirits, but um, mediumship of other people's relatives and things just suddenly start coming at me when I was about 19. And uh, that was part of what kind of drove me back into the woo closet for a long time is Mm -hmm. that I had those experiences. And then I because I, I didn't really I was new to all of that happening. And I didn't, I probably would have handled it differently now if it came up but I would be getting messages from people's loved ones you know and then you feel like you're obligated to tell them but not everyone mm-hmm. reacts well to that yeah it's kind of like, <laughs> like so I actually geez. like lost a friend and it was really you know I understood why she was so upset but um it it made me go okay you just need to keep your mouth shut for a while <laughs> so yeah, I did so the, universe
2: will, the universe will shut you up Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It will. I mean, yep. I th- have you ever had an experience where you were, like, talking to somebody, like, and you're trying to explain something to them, and they just, like, were not hearing you? Like, as a matter of fact, oh, they were like, hearing something totally different, or, like, whenever mm-hmm. you're starting to mention something in discussion, and then your internet just shuts off or something? Mm-hmm. and and like, Yeah. It- computer starts getting so glitchy that you can't even go on the internet <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like,
0: yeah yeah I
2: definitely
1: God. see those things happen and, and and I do pay attention to them it's like sometimes I know that it's there's a reason I'm supposed to push through it but most of the time yeah and and what'll happen to me sometimes is I'll be in the middle of talking and I'll totally like know exactly what I'm saying and it's coming out of my and mouth then, and then all of a sudden the it's breaks, like just yeah it's like suddenly so dumb, right? like all I can Say is mashed potato Jello, and there you go. And I don't know what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> that happens to me. That happens to me too. Like, and, and I'm That's so usually funny. pretty good. Like, people will like realize. I mean, I'm a little bit annoying sometimes because I like to talk and listen at the same time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do too. And that's why I think we will have so much fun in person when we get to meet just because we won't have the limitations of, uh, yeah. you know, online communication.
0: <laughs> or Absolutely. Or or over
1: each other. By
2: ear. Yeah. Cause like totally mm-hmm. whenever you were in a room with something like, like, yeah, Scott and I, a lot of times we would like, we do this thing where we're like finishing each other's sentences, that we're both talking at the same time, and then we're both talking and listening at the same time. And like mm-hmm. our friends, like sometimes would just get like, like, stop, one of you at a time. Even whenever we weren't talking over each other.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> and it yeah, was like, it's like only you and the other person know what's it's happening. Like, <laughs>
2: it's not my fault that you can't listen and talk at the same time like me. Get, get, get the program. <laughs> Well, maybe I wasn't talking to you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hone your skills. <laughs> yeah. Um I wanted well, to people touch people on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to touch on something you said about the Romanian because when we were okay. talking, even in the pre-convo, uh, you know, we've just been talking. We have a lot of similarities, physical yeah, totally. similarities, similarities of abilities, of perceptions of time and dimensions. Um. But the Romanian hip hop, uh, because before we got on the recording listeners, um, Becky said that we we have to be related somehow. <laughs> and yeah. um I am a Romani. I not you know, all of my heritage, but some of it is Romani, and I um: Well, that have makes sense that you gypsy Is your heritage, so. Is your red hair natural too?
2: it is um it's my mom's got that on her side of the family but they're very Mediterranean like olive skin but my mom is the only one in the family because her dad was like German mm -hmm. um she's the oldest and she's the only child the rest of her siblings are like different dads there's like actually three total Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh grandma was a bit of a hoe Uh, (laughs) may, may she rest in peace but uh, um,
1: my my grandma and great-grandma were both a bit of a hoe also. So. Yeah, I know. There's
2: a lot no of those around back then. There's nobody ever talked about it.
1: I know. It's kind of funny, really. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I mean, they, they, had, yeah, <laughs> they had struggles and things that came up. But anyway, when you were talking about the Romanian hip-hop, I was like, oh, I bet that's it. I bet there's a little bit of a connection there as well, besides the whole – um contact with aliens and galactic heritage and all the other things <laughs>
2: yeah. well it's really weird uh, because i looked on the pattern like right before this i i, I mm-hmm. did the screenshot and sent you the thing that said like past life deep bonds i was like mm-hmm. oh shit. definitely yeah
1: yeah maybe um you know, maybe we were Romanian together because I know, um, like I was the weird little kid in second grade in this lifetime um, who was the fortune teller in the oh, yeah the tarot cards when and I was like, and reading I was people's like, palms.
2: I was singing all the time and like mm-hmm. like I saw like
1: fairies and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, oh my gosh, we, we could talk for 10 hours, I think, and probably probably not run out of stuff because I don't think many of us have had the, this opportunity that the internet and all of this ability to connect has afforded us to talk to other people who experience so much of those things.
2: Well, and it's weird because I think whenever the lockdown happened, like it really Mm -hmm. forced people to like they didn't have, any, they didn't know what to do if they weren't, like, working and, you know, trying to, you know, 3D all the time. It's mm-hmm. so like people started thinking about it because it really shifted the energy big time. Well, and I got this, like, it really it's did. Like, it's kind of a, it was, like, I guess from some aliens, I don't know uh, which direction it came from, but, like, back in, like, 2011, right before 2012, mm-hmm. uh <laughs> Well, obviously before 2012, but um, I got this message basically saying, you'll know that we're here when you see the pause. And I was like, the other day I was like, oh my God, this is the pause. I wonder if the aliens are the cosmic dust filled with viruses or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or that's changing the DNA of the virus that that is coming to us like that, because that's basically like the best way to get into a human system is by virus
1: <laughs> that is is very true and i who was i gosh i was listening to something else and they were talking about that about
0: um well jessica called it the myth. glitter
1: yeah, yeah. And Jessica called it the glitter. Well we're going and... through a dust
2: cloud right now. We're coming up through the galactic pl- plane mm-hmm. sheet.
1: Yep. Oh, it's we are. We're going through a big giant one. And um
2: yeah, it happens once every like twenty eight hundred something years or something.
1: hmm It would be interesting. I'll have to look that up. Like what was happening twenty eight hundred years ago. <laughs> it's not just procession,
2: uh, actually and, and Scott said procession, and I think it's it's that's yeah we there's a sine wave that we move around the galaxy the central part of the galaxy where the black hole is we move mm-hmm. around it like orbiting it basically but we go up and down in a sine wave and we go up through this like sheet of matter that is like we're about three quarters of the way out on one arm <laughs> so
1: right right yeah. I'm drawing right. on a paper as you're talking yeah because I'm and it's so interesting just yeah, all really. the symbology and things that you and I are attracted to and oh yeah and that's a big um, deal
2: like that's like um I think that is how they communicate with mm-hmm. us like without uh being detected by other like friggin uh whatever kind of entities are out there that might not right exist. right like, yeah <laughs> you know what sub-
1: subverting stuff that is such an awesome way to look at it, Becky, well, I'm because sure, I just like, I'm imagining, you know how they, in baseball, they have their hand signals. Each team has their own hand signals. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, and it's, colloquial, <laughs> no. it's colloquialisms and I'm always making up new ones. It's like the whole awesome mm-hmm. thing with the, with the parentheses at the beginning, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't like that word because it was like, awe. I found out that awe was like, like fear or reverence for mm-hmm. God. And I was like, yeah, that's like not awesome. Yeah. That's not awesome. I don't want fear. No, I don't like it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I so, I I've been going through that kind of inventory of language myself. Um, words like amazing, for instance. I like amazing. Uh, the, uh, amazing is good, but it can also mean confusing. And if we're calling everything confusing mm. all the time, um and then um oh the I, kinda, other, yeah, I
2: think of confusing is fun. So. Yeah. See, well, so do I, but I don't
1: think normal people do. I don't know what yeah, you would call yeah. normal, but
2: uh, it's like hello. You know, when you say hello. You know, mm-hmm. you say yep. like, "Ho, oh, hello, hello, hello." <laughs> you know, like, like, "Hi there,
0: hello."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, another one that's been really popular lately that I've been noticing is the word ob- obsessed instead of saying they love something or they enjoy something or they like something a lot everyone is saying I'm obsessed with you know LaCroix or whatever it is that they like. I don't, obsessed, think, that's, that I don't like. think
2: that's bad because it's like not so yeah. much in a or negative connotation I was almost going to speak backwards I do that sometimes.
1: <laughs> um, I do that too. Yeah
2: yeah a well mirror, I can type I can type image. I can type upside down which means I have to know how to spell backwards because it's much easier to type that I know. I've
1: seen some of your really. It's amazing how much that sort of interrupts one's thought pattern. Because, like, your just your stop sign image, you know, that says dots. Also, because the letters are turned around and upside down, and that's a a way. (laughs) Yeah, it takes my brain a second. You know, like the first time I looked at, I'm just like, oh, uh ah, and then I went, wait a minute. this isn't just a upside down image or a, you know what I mean? Like I had to make my brain look at it and take it, it in. I...
2: Really close though. I like, see, that's the whole point of it. It's, it's very mm-hmm. subtle
1: yeah, and it is it, so subtle. I love it.
2: It happened organically because like, this is a great story. It's a short story, but it's like, I got that, a real stop sign, a wooden one with the like mm-hmm. sticker and paint, you know it's like old school I got it for yeah. it was a, an anniversary present from Scott and we won't go into the story <laughs> of how, how I got it but it was very romantic <laughs> <laughs> in just the like a little give the finger to authority way that I love <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up with a sign and and I hung it upside down because I like I don't know I'm weird I like to I like to hang things upside down and a lot of our art is like you can change the way that it's hanging and it looks like something different because it's like very abstract right Um, some of it is a little surreal and it like makes more sense one direction but it's still very interesting to look at if you change it other directions so I just randomly had it up and I was like hmm it almost says a word what word does it almost Ah. say (laughs) and I was like oh that would be so easy to just flip it and flip the t and then Ooh. I just like I liked it and people were like oh nice stop sign and I would be like that's not a stop sign and they would go oh it's not you're right that's so weird <laughs> <heard you're> <laughs> Yeah, saying, you know? it's, and it's just like, it's just like, that like you're like it's like you're flipping a little bit of a, a like wow switch in someone's head it mm-hmm. because they don't it's kind of like like whenever you're like watching a magic show you know you're like there has to be Mm -hmm. some way and then you figure out what the trick is and you go ah aha you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah yeah i that's a really great description you'll have to go um check that out at becky's uh Instagram instagram and um all of the other really cool artwork this has just been the best conversation i know lately my current uh obsession is with um Figure eight, infinity symbol or a borough. Uh because that reminds me. Oh my I god. I feel it in my body. I
2: have a really good one. Uh I'll I'll tell you about like synchronous is pretty much like solid all the time, but there are like certain things that pop up more often than others and I've realized mm-hmm. I make a note of them and I kinda like and then if I have like something that's novel like that pops in somewhere that's usually mm-hmm. the path that I want to follow because that means like ooh, there's like there was like a little you know a blip of something that I don't know what it, it's not really common I don't know why I just like I'm a researcher
1: in my human design mm-hmm. I'm the researcher martyr so <laughs> I think that's that's really cool because that and what a blessing to have um that come up as well like for me i usually i'll get like three indications of a thing and then i go oh okay now i'm supposed to pay mm-hmm. attention to this but uh, it's so weird how random they are, too. Like, one day it's like, yeah. pickle,
2: pickle, 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 pickle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what
2: the hell is with
0: pickles?
1: <laughs> and it'll be funny, too, when it happens not online. You know, like, having nothing to do with technology oh, yeah. when it's just totally happening like, when you're like out and about.
2: an actual book. A book. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're like, what the hell? I have pictures of, of pages of books, too, that, like, some certain things just resonate. It's mm-hmm. really weird. It's like, it's very cool and very fun, like, having this feeling of, like, it's an adventure, the end, but it feels like I'm going somewhere that I know is going to be good, but I don't know exactly where, mm-hmm. and just following it, you know?
1: Yeah, I get that feeling. It's It's a wonderful feeling to give yourself permission to just follow those curiosities and follow those impulses, because that's, that's real. really... <laughs> how we find our way, and that it is freedom.
0: Like yeah, and it's
1: like, you got to be confident to walk forward free. Absolutely, that is so true. Yeah, and and the other part of that, and why I've been so focused lately on connecting with the earth, and through that, trying to um, just kind of uh, create a more fertile ground for people to um, wake up to consciousness and, uh, connect in that way is that I, I feel like, um, I just totally lost that thought. I got to tell you. All right. I guess I'm not supposed to talk about that.
2: Okay. So we go through an exercise. I'm going to teach you, you have a file guy in your head. You have a file guy in your head. Okay.
1: Talk to my file guy. Okay. So
2: you talk, you got to talk to your file guy. You say, okay, file guy. Uh, what, where did that just go? I would like to have that back. Could you please get that for me? And then you stop thinking
1: about it. (laughs) Um, Okay. File guy. (laughs) I would like you to give me that thought back and please find where it went and give it back to me when you find it. Thank you so much. Uh, but in the meantime,
2: whenever you find, whenever he finds it and pops it back up in your head, it could be like anytime in the next 24 hours, you have to be real excited about it. Like like say, Yay fall Guy, you know, and clap like out loud and people will look at you funny. Yeah, I and will you know, you have to
0: encourage you.
1: <laughs> well, at this point, thankfully, I'm so much by myself, nobody will care. <laughs> but yeah. maybe the dog. Really but um, it it's like people just
2: like yeah. <laughs> people ask me like what uh, what is that about? Or they just look at me funny and I'm just like, I explain it to them. I'll just offer because they're giving me
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I think maybe I have it back. Um, yep. Just closing that that loop between source ourselves and the earth and then pushing that out seems to help others. It kind of makes that fertile ground for them to wake up so that uh, everybody can be free that. because we can't so, all, you know, we're only as free like they say, you know, you're only as as healthy as your sickest person, kind of thing, or um, as healthy as your sickest habit. I don't know it's the weird AA things, but anyway, uh, if we're not free until everyone's free, exactly. Kind of how um, I, I of how I feel.
2: Did you see the thing that I the on my Instagram the other day? The, the thing with the F and G, the yes It's like something that I it's in a book that I was reading. Um, I ordered like four books and uh, one of them is actually a comic book that my friend who I'm going to plug right now. Uh, it's a uh, cat crow on Instagram. It's like, uh, uh, she's conscious dust, conscious dust. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Um, send me that uh, after we get off of here. And, I'll make uh, sure I put it in the show notes. Well, basically what I did
2: is I uh, like bought a book for each of my like selves. So I got my inner child, the comic book and I got my 3D, like the team. I got a, a day planner too. But then I got like this book, and it was The Magic, a treatise on uh, natural cultism by Menley P. Hall. And that's what that, mm-hmm. that like schematic was in. Cause it's kind of like, I guess ah, it's a, yes. a schematic of sorts of the body. And um, I think a lot of his stuff is really good, but I think it is a little bit outdated. There's like certain parts. So I edited it a little bit because I feel like I'm adding on to something. Mhm. Good. And how? Now that we're here. <laughs> mhm. Okay. So the arrow that I wrote, I like. I did not go to the right because at the top of the schematic, the right Buddhahood hood go to Nirvana, and I would rather stay here until everybody gets through.
1: <laughs> Aww, that's so beautiful. That's, and that that's true. I think yeah. that's why a lot of us are still here. We we mentioned that also before we started talking, we were just talking about in how you must have had a lot of lives. And I, you know, yeah, you you get to live a lot of lives when you're here for 50, 60,000 years.
2: Well, and apparently <laughs> so. I had a really, a really fast turnover this last time because I re- do remember the end of my last life and mm-hmm. it was in 1972. Cause I actually oh, like, cool. Yeah. It's a, that's yeah, a, that that's is a, a pretty point. quick
1: exit and re-entry. Yeah, but five years, it makes like, sense short. to me, though.
2: Oh, yeah. I was like, I, I, I can understand why I jumped back in, because it was very necessary to be, like, at this point. And there was a lot of homework I had to do before.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and some yeah I up. feel that way, too. Yeah. I am okay. completely in awe of uh, young people that are... Or, or, or people who, you know, are just now waking up to all this and how fast they're coming up. I've, to I've always
2: known, you know, it, it's our generation's, it was our job to clear the way so they could mm-hmm. fix it because they're the ones that are going to be fixing it. And it's just as important for us to True. have cleared the way. But now, like, there's so many, there's so many people that did not get that memo. <laughs> we mm-hmm. did a pretty good job you know, it could have been, I think it could have been better, but, you know. Yeah, hey, it would have been nice we if did, we had a little more We did more damn people. good. <laughs> maybe we wouldn't have had to fight so hard, but I don't know. I think <laughs> we, did, we did good enough.
1: Yeah, maybe we needed that uh, butterfly wing friction, you know. That's totally so what it was. So we could fly high now. Like is, uh, before we get off of here, because I think we're getting to another 47. round of um, recording is going to end, but... Um, I want you to tell the listeners how they can find you.
2: Um, I'm going to say. Um, Zephyr1369. That's Z-E-P-H-Y-R-1369 on Instagram. And I. That for now, if they can DM okay. me. or
1: whatever, that's great. Like. that's great. So go check out. Uh. Becky's art. And if you have any questions about Vox, or, you know, maybe you're having your own experiences, um, she would be a great person to talk to about it. And we both do readings. So there's that too. And I just want to thank you so much. This has been an amazing conversation. And I know we'll be talking to each other again, for sure. Maybe we'll just plan on doing this like once a month, if we can go that long, because I don't know about you, but right now it just seems like uh, so much is coming in and connecting and revealing itself so quickly. It's hard to keep up. Oh,
2: I didn't tie up one end in the conversation. I started talking about 2007 oh, oh. or whenever we were up in the mountains and we were talking about how like, sometimes there's things that you cannot change. And I, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to to interject there but our we our conversation was flowing so nicely that I just just it just came back to me just now. Um well, tell so me. <laughs> what I wanted to say is some, sometimes we can some it was the solar maximum. Remember I mentioned it? That's the point yes. that I'm going back to. Okay, so it was at that solar maximum um that I think that it, the flares could have gotten really 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 much worse. I mm-hmm. did some artwork during that time that was all about like this huge flare and I basically ended up drawing like what the sun looked like, like but like abstractly, but like there was definitely mm-hmm. like an eruption coming like right for us. And mm-hmm. um but it missed us. It just grazed us. <laughs> it was be yeah. like well, yeah. So I think that we can like with vibration because it's actually been since then uh, that mm-hmm. that it hasn't been. The sun has not released any Earth-facing. I mean, it'll hit like one side or the other, and maybe a little poof towards us, but nothing major. And I think our magnetosphere is weakening, and I think that's part of the reason why we're all vibrating higher because we're going to have to like supplement.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, we have to supplement the, the energy field planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: we have to yeah. keep
1: this keep the ship flying. We gotta um, keep our bubble in. Yeah. And we should definitely have a whole other uh podcast about that concept because what you're saying, I I totally see that. And you know, that's a part that I wasn't thinking about. But yeah. uh, well, and you know what and I'm more is? aware of it now of of the concept of because sometimes I will start to see a, a timeline with a less than desirable potential or with yeah. a potential well, for always a great nearby. amount of suffering. And Mm -hmm. then when I am aware of that, I automatically start um, steering away, steering away (laughs) from that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So
1: I think it's it gives us an opportunity to course correct so that whatever is coming at us, you know, like kind of steering the Titanic away from the iceberg a little bit.
2: Yeah, we're like minimizing the damage, like we always
1: Mm -hmm. do. Yep, absolutely. Oh, I just love you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Becky. Uh, same back at (laughs) you (laughs) and we'll talk again soon all right see I told you that was going to be amazing I thoroughly enjoyed listening to this interview and conversation again they are interviews but you know it really is a conversation as well and it takes me back to being a small child in the 70s one thing that was very popular especially um, I think amongst metaphysical circles and whatnot, was to have a cassette uh, player, recorder on the dining table recording conversations a lot and it's kind of funny that I have that in my origin because I feel like when I get to do this podcasting and I get to talk to wonderful people like Becky and all the other fabulous guests that I've had so far that I'm so grateful to, um, I get to tap into that that joy, that seed that was planted when I was a child. If you're going through a time of a bit of um, chaos or introspection or feeling stuck or confusion, Maybe try to tap into those things from your childhood that on the surface might not seem like they're important, but may actually be a seed that was planted a long time ago to a passion that maybe you forgot about or you don't even realize uh, would be fulfilling for you. And uh, it's kind of funny because as soon as we wrapped on the recording, uh, Becky reminded me that I did not loudly and enthusiastically thank my file manager for getting me that information towards the end of the recording because they sure did. I asked for help and they came right back around and brought it to me. So, Um, Try that file manager thing. You might find it uh, very useful. And hug your ego and give it a job. Thank you for being there. Let's stop stabbing ourselves. You know what I mean? That just doesn't even sound like a good idea. So at any rate, I will see you next time. I have so many downloads and thoughts and interviews and things that I just have to get out into the world. So I think it's going to be a week of recording mostly. So I have some openings available if you would like a private reading or personal reading of any kind. And you can find that on my Instagram and Facebook page. Thank you so much. And I love you all. I really truly do love you all.